Hello again, thanks for listening. Today, this is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in liberty, wherewith we have been made free from Allah 5840 in the Book of Mormon. Um, this episode, Colette and I particularly enjoyed doing as our first interview. Like, she, her energy is contagious. <laughs> yes. I loved listening to Essie share her testimony and share her her joyful love of the gospel and i i'm sure she uh, great influence on those she taught as a missionary and those she will continue to teach and share her her burning testimony now that she's home yeah because when i like in the episode, I think we talked a little bit about, in the beginning, about her just, like, when we heard her give her homecoming talk, it was like, she has this very, uh, you know, hyper-happy-go-lucky, like, everything about the gospel is awesome attitude, and it's like, she, she needs to be on the show, so. <laughs> um, there's a lot of good stuff in here about uh, things she learned uh, as a missionary, um, other experiences throughout her life that... Uh, as in the title, you know, like she was able to draw from the wells of salvation and find the greater purpose in, you know, the struggle she was going through. Um, because, you know, just the way I think of it, the wells of salvation, like you think of a well, it's deep, right? And there's a lot of, like, you know, there's an infinite depth to, if you will, you know, Christ's wells, his wells of salvation. And, she describes it a lot of ways in this episode that she was able to draw out of those in the scriptures that she uh, presented to us for this episode. And so just pay attention to those. They're really, really good. Yeah. And we encourage you to apply the um, principles taught within those scriptures that we discussed in this episode to your own life and deepen your well and your connection with the Lord. Yeah, I, I also think of roots, like strengthen your roots. You know, um, the, the, there's a, the symbolism of trees is used a lot in the scriptures, and uh, whether it's deepening your well or strengthening your roots, you know, make sure you're, you're planted far, far underground, the base, so that nothing can knock you over, right? So. Yeah, and deepening your well of knowledge of the gospel um, to help you through those those hard times, because they do come. And if you're not ready, they will knock you over. But with the Lord, you can stand firm and steadfast get, and immovable. Yep. Get that depth as much as you possibly can. I'm not sure what else to say because Essie brilliantly says a lot more than we can adequately, adequately summarize in just a few minutes here. But, uh, yeah, enjoy the interview. Um, and if you want to get in touch with Essie, Feel free to send us a message. Um, I know after we recorded this, a lot of her friends were like, or actually, before she had come here, she said, like, oh, all my friends were like, wait a minute, you're in a podcast? Send us the link. So, Essie's friends, when you hear this, share it <laughs> while you can. And uh, enjoy, everybody. This is Paul. Colette. And today, Essie. Um, so, this is our first guest for the season. <clears throat> uh, 
Remind me of your last name again? Essie Hopkins. That's yeah. right. So Essie, we actually met her. It was our first, actually, yeah, our first week here. We were in the wrong ward, <laughs> in the wrong congregation, and in church, and she happened to be speaking that week, and we we're just like, like, hey, she should be on season three, because um, she's just a very happy person, and a very has a lot of energy, which is fantastic, especially for the gospel. She just you got off your mission how long ago? Ah, uh, four months. So the week you came and heard me speak, that was my homecoming talk. Uh, yeah, I remember I was, that. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, could, could you go ahead and just take a second and introduce yourself, you know, for three minutes and we'll go from there. For sure. Yeah. So, my name is Essie Hopkins. Um, I grew up kind of all over, but mostly in Texas and in Utah. But my dad was in the military, so before that, I was kind of hopping all over. Where else were you, if I may? So I was born in North Dakota, and we were in Georgia, and we were in Louisiana, and then we did actually multiple places in Texas, and then we've lived here. And then before I was born, they lived several other places too, so it's really fun. It's really fun. And uh, I just got back from my mission a couple months ago. Um, I think I met y'all too, gosh, like two weeks after coming home. That's <laughs> so fresh. But um, yeah, so I served in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, but before that, I served in Brisbane, Australia, and then I got served there for a couple months, then got pulled home for COVID. I remember you talking about the COVID mm-hmm. thing. Yep, yep. yep, I'm the classic COVID missionary, <laughs> like that exact case. Got called home for a couple weeks and then got resent out, so it was really fun. Um, yeah, I'm a big sister to a lot of siblings. There's eight kids on the second <laughs> oldest. So everybody's thought I was a teen mom since I was like 12 oh, <laughs> because, of, because of all my little siblings, but it's super fun. I go to school. Um, and I'll start up again in a couple weeks and I'm studying nutrition and yeah, it's just super fun. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Can you give us like a little bit of background just for listeners about like kind of your spiritual journey to where you are today? I I know like everyone who served a mission, it always includes the mission, but like (laughs) generally speaking, can you give us a little bit of detail about that? Yeah, actually I, I love my mission, but that's definitely not where my testimony started. I... I was little and I I was so worried that my family was like playing a trick on me or something. Like I grew up out of state <laughs> and I knew that like my friends didn't go to church, you know, or I knew. So I remember being like six years old and being like, I'm not going to believe this because anybody else is telling me to believe this. I'm going to believe this if I feel like it. <laughs> like, I was, like, really kind of stubborn. Like, one time my mom was like, it's okay if you don't have a testimony yet. You're just a kid. You can lean on, like, mine. But I really believe this, and I want to share this with you, right? So I'd be happy if you tried it. I remember thinking, like, heck no. Like, it's for me or it's not, you know? <laughs> but I just always wanted to find out for myself, and I feel like I really do have a relationship. Or I'm starting, at least, you know, throughout my life to have a beautiful relationship with the Lord I I feel like through like a lot of struggle with my life like the first time I got like <laughs> sort of Bible bash was like second grade because that's how it goes when you grow up <laughs> no in, way. in the south yeah yeah I was on the bus and someone was like oh Mormons or my mom told me that uh that your religion has multiple wives so that you're the wrong religion and I was like I'm in second grade what oh in the gosh. world I was like no. Second graders don't get married, sorry. <laughs> I was like, Unless you're like maybe like in some like weird culture where they marry off kids or something. I was just oh gosh. It was just weird. So I had a lot of opposition, like a lot, but I loved so, it. And that was where? That was I think that was in Texas. That might have been oh. right when we moved is that or Louisiana, but I think it was Texas. So, <laughs> so 
close, just like, closest to the Bible Belt. Kind oh, of. yeah. Total Bible Belt. Super funny. Yeah. Anyway, but I was just like, okay, you know, I'll have to figure out how to how to answer it, like how to yeah, talk yeah. about this. And I don't know. It just helped me like kind of have a relationship of like, is this what I want? And it is. It is what I want. So Awesome. <laughs> well, <clears throat> as we uh, mentioned in our intro, this season is going to be a lot about scriptures. Um, we're going to be taking, you know, our first interview here, we're going to be taking uh, some scriptures that Essie sent us and going through them today and discussing from your experience and, you know, as the Spirit directs us, whatever pops into our head with my Asperger's, who knows where that's going to lead, but just <laughs> <laughs> um, different aspects of, you know, what these verses you've uh, talked to us about or sent to us, you know, how our listeners and everyone really can, you know, help you know, I can, can get closer to having personal freedom, spiritually, socially, whatever it may be, um, by applying what, uh, hopefully, what we all learned today from discussing these verses. So, uh, the first one you sent us was Alma 926. Oh, so and not many days hence, uh, from the Book of Mormon here, not many days hence the Son of God shall come in his glory, and then his glory shall be the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, equity, and truth full of patience, mercy, and long-suffering. I love that list, by the way. Quick to hear the cries of his people and to answer their prayers. So that's the powerhouse one right there. Um, just to kind of give the whole picture here to listeners. Uh, Jacob 5.72 is the next one. And it came to pass that the servants did go and labor with their mites, and the Lord of the vineyard uh, labored also with them, and they did obey the commandments of the Lord of the vineyard in all things. And the last one is 2 Nephi 22.2-4. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. We're going to go off on that one a little bit here, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. We're going to use the song part like you mentioned earlier before we started this. But he also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Heads up. I really want to focus a lot on that, if you don't mind. Okay. That specific Let's phrase. Do it. I think that's a really good symbol, symbolism. Symbolization? Whatever you call it. Symbolism? <laughs> Something like that. Um, and then in verse 4, in that day you shall say, uh, shall you say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. <clears throat> so, before I get going with, you know, my crazy, like, all over the place thoughts, um, do you have anything you wanted to ask or mention about these first, honey, here? So, I really love your, your scripture choices, and, um how poignant this is paints a picture of who Christ is mm. and who he can be in our lives if we choose to let him in. And ultimately for me, when I finally let him in when I was in high school, like really let him in, like these things, these identifications of who he is really started to sink in because up to that point I didn't realize <coughs> the hype could have answers to prayers that he was quick to hear my cry because I thought the heavens were shut and so you know sometimes we're asked to go through these long sufferings and think that the heavens are shut but he's there with you the whole time through those long sufferings like where he, yeah, exactly that that relates perfectly here like where it says Lord of the vineyard labored also with them yeah he just like the is. doctor and covenants come follow me a few weeks past how is it a few weeks past or is it a couple months past? Anyway, Either way. point uh, where he, 
he sends out the four missionaries and says, I will go with you. So it's five missionaries mm. going out to serve, to, to spread the good word. And um, I know that the, the Lord is there with us to help us through the long sufferings and the good times. He's there to have a celebration party when we have good times. And he's there to help um, lift us up when things are just not going according to plan. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, glad, glad that you mentioned that. I was also going to ask you, um, I don't know if this is going to be difficult because missions are full of stories, but <laughs> but uh, can you think of, like, is there anything that comes to your, like, the top of your head like right off that where you can think of some specific instance where you know one of these verses pulled you out of something that just was like holding you prisoner mentally emotionally whatever it was on your mission that you know oh i i am free from that garbage now i my mind and heart are no longer burdened by this like any situations or experiences you can come can think of but actually the jacob 572 i love that one <laughs> That one is my mission scripture. I didn't... Um, is that on your plaque? Uh-huh. Awesome. So I... My plaque is a funny story, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm but interested, I, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't picked what scripture I wanted. I I had read the whole Book of Mormon before my mission, but I didn't have one verse that I was like, this is my favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. And I um, went on my mission. I was called Mandarin speaking, by the way. So I was in the MTC that, for yeah. nine weeks, um, which was... Oh gosh, it was just so long and so hard, and I just was I had gotten kind of sick. I think the food wasn't really agreeing with me, and I was there just too long, you know. So I was really struggling, and I, I had such a testimony, and like I know I did, but when I was there, like it seemed like all the other missionaries just knew the scriptures so well. I knew all the stories, but I'm not very good with recalling verse numbers. Yeah, yeah. And so we got asked, what's your favorite scripture all the time? <laughs> and I couldn't think of it. And I just felt like miserable. Well, one day in class, um, there was this elder in our group, um, and he shared this Jacob 572 and Jacob five. I feel like there's so many incredible verses, but a lot of them get overlooked because it's so long. And it's and all it's about so this. so like, it's, it's like so almost Isaiah-esque, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I love Isaiah now, but like, yeah, yeah. oh gosh, back then. And so I had never really dug into this verse, but he just shared this verse. And the part where it's like, it's like the servants went, labored with their minds. They, you know, obeyed the Lord and the Lord was with them. And like they all obeyed the commandments together. I felt like I was working so hard and I was just like sick and miserable. And it was like winter. It was just like in my head, it's just like this just really hard just spot, you know. And like I heard this verse and I was like, what is that verse? (laughs) And I wrote it down and that's what I said. I was like, first of all, I need to say something when people ask me my favorite verse, you know. And then second of all, I was like, the Lord is with me because I'm doing my best, you know. And he was, you know, he was with me. And and I just loved it that I, I felt so alone at that point, you know, so isolated in the situation where, like, I couldn't yeah. speak that much Mandarin. Because, like, you, you, f- you find like, out what you don't know in the <gasps> MTC. Oh, gosh. And, yeah, it was just crazy, crazy intense. And so, like, I just needed to hear that, like, especially when his servants go and just labor with their might and obey all the commandments, and I was trying so hard, like... The Lord goes and labors with you. I was. It just touched me. So that one really just. 
I mean, it didn't make everything magically better, but like I knew that like this is what it said, so the Lord had mm-hmm. to be laboring with mm-hmm. me, you know. And I think for for me, a lot of the this this list from Alma nine twenty six here comes to mind when you see that because I'm thinking when you are laboring with the Lord and you're inviting Him to everything you do, like I was even telling Claude the other day, hey, you know, we we need to, you know, I think it'd be good if we when we go to the gym every like a few times a week, we need to make it a matter of prayer. Just like, you know, I know we're, we're working out, but it's like, you know, you can still ask for the Lord to sanctify that to your good. Like, hmm. why not? Maybe he'll just... Bless like, the health of your body. Yeah, like, well, help your body to receive what you're doing, what you're eating. Like, I mean, what's that uh, Jack Christensen? He's like, you know, we, we gotta never get sick. Heavenly Father, please bless this food that will do us the good we need. We gotta never get poisoned. <laughs> That's a good prayer. But it's not going to help you if you're dealing with addiction, is it? Hmm. You know? But, like, the, the whole point of, you know, we have the right to ask for him to sanctify everything we do. <clears throat> so that, element 926 here, everything we do can be full of grace, equity, truth, patience, mercy, long-suffering. Mm. You know, we can ask for those things to be a part of everything we do and so that it feels more like the Lord of the Vineyard is laboring with us. And like, because a lot of the time, it can, I think, and I'm sure you can testify to this, it doesn't feel like he is. <laughs> yeah. How many times? Well, I don't feel him nearby. Well, he is. Well, I don't feel him. That's yeah. the that's the, what's important to me right now. It's like I don't. I, don't, I want to feel him, and I don't. It's like, well, let's try this. You know, feel what you do with grace and equity and truth and patience and mercy and long suffering, and make those element, an element of what you're doing. Um, I think of like a game of racquetball. Sometimes I think mm. the harder you hit that ball, the harder it's going to come back. <laughs> oh, I you know, like that. The harder you reach for the Lord, like the Savior in the Garden, right? Um, another thing by Jack Christensen when he's like, "Well, how did the Savior respond when it, when you know he realized, oh, oh, that's how hard this is going to be? Wow! He didn't shake his fist at the Lord in anger. He prayed harder, yeah. and it, it worked. You know, so that's just something that comes to my mind. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. To pray harder. To pray with more fervent, more faith. Um, I know that in the for me the the darkest times, if I didn't pray or listen to something Jesus, I just didn't get through the day. Like there's just no way. Every Sunday we get yeah. up, and she is the first one to put on "Come Follow Me" or "Type of Choir" or something like on YouTube on the. We have a little, oh, a the, little, a little projector. Yeah, we have a little projector here that just plays whatever on from our Roku, and and uh, I, w- I get out of bed to the sound of that because she always has it on before I even get up, and I'm like, oh, honey, bless you, thank you. Like, <laughs> invite the spirit in the home, yes. <laughs> so. That's the only way to get through. Like Jesus is the only way to get through the rough times. Uh, effectively. Effectively, yeah, and the fact that. He's promised to be there as long as we even just do our part. Just yeah. like um, Brad Wilcox's Grace Talk, like, like he's Landmark, yeah. doing confusion, like, like where it's what if my part's not enough? Uh, getting on the the chart. Like that girl who drew the line on the paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is this the piano one? Well, like well it's, the, it's where he's talking about um, the, the, his student. What's she, our she, part? What's she drew the, the line. Right. Okay, okay, he's like, yeah, draw, draw the line. How far do you think it goes? And mm-hmm. he goes, no, you're wrong. He goes, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> wasn't far enough. I knew it. He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> there is no gap. He paid it all. He's like, yeah. oh, so like, like in the next part, so like I don't have to do anything. He goes, oh, no, you have plenty to do. <laughs> but it's not to fill a gap. 
Yeah. It's to make use of his gift. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like you mentioned, the piano practicing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for me, where I was headed with that was that, like, he meets us where we're at. Mm-hmm. No matter if we're at the bottom of the chart, quote-unquote, mm. or at the top, like, he meets us where we're at and, and uh, helps us grow so that, like, if there's that roadblock that we're hitting, that he, he can fill in that and help us so that we can get up and over and... Magnifies every good thing you do. Yeah. Especially if you ask for it. And trust that he will he will respond yeah. in favor with mm-hmm. your request because as long as it's a, a righteous request, like, it's not selfish. It's he delights to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like he... I, I'm actually interested in your elaboration on that thought, the whole delights to give it to you. I, I just think, throughout my life and through the course of my mission, like, I was searching for, like, the Jesus that felt benevolent, you know? Like, I was pretty... Not the Old Testament Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I went through the Old Testament year, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know? Like, how am I supposed to have a personal relationship with this guy? You know, like, somebody messes up and looks at the wrong thing, and you, like, swallow him with the earth or turn him to salt, you know, like... Yeah, like, wait, wait, was it uh, Uriah, was his name, touches the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, that drove me crazy. Yeah. I was like, he's doing his best! You know, I don't know the situation. You know, it's not, yeah. but like that. Love Moses the Old was Testament far different. Jesus gave me a hard time, you know, to feel close. And I grew up in the Bible Belt, like you said, in a lot of different religions. My friends were all across the board, yeah. had very different views. And so I've been working to cultivate like an image of the Savior that is like this gentle, this loving. The, the harsh scriptures don't resonate this, this with this me. This picture a lot on our wall here, the gentle healer. Yeah, I love That's I my love, absolute favorite. I love the it was very nice to let me put kids, that there. You know, and I so just like I love the thought of like delights to bless you. You know, I've been working on that lately of like any righteous thing, he's like, Yes! You know, like what's the, what's the hymn? Delights <laughs> um, to bless you is, is, that, part is, of it. is it the primary song? Delights to delights to own and bless you. Is it, oh. um, dearest children, God is near you. Oh, it is the yeah, it's in the hymn book. No, it's not, I think it's in the primary song book too. But it makes me think of that hymn. It's like, yeah, he does delight to. He wants to. Like you're his treasure, you know. Just on the edge. Oh, please, please let me bless you. I, I feel like he's waiting at his keyboard sometimes. Like, okay, there's the smite button, which he doesn't like pushing, and then there's the bless button. He's like. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yes. Let me do it. Oh, you did something right. Bless. Okay. And like, anxious, I can just see him on the edge of his seat like, do it, do it, do it. Let me push the button. Let me push it, Mommy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> For real. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so a few things I wanted to specifically ask you about. Um, I, I, I feel like you kind of touched on a little bit of something that's like this, but in 2 Nephi 22... I will trust and not be afraid, that phrase there. Mm. Um, was there something you can talk about for a little bit for listeners that really just had you st- just really scared of something? Whether it was a weakness or somebody else or, you know, uh, you know, what if this happens if I do this or whatever it is. Some kind of fear that, you know, trusting in the Lord and not being afraid, just pushing forward anyways... Some kind of experience that as you trusted in him, it helped that fear dissipate. Is that, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Definitely, like, 
not just talking to people on your mission. Like, missions are so different now. You know, everybody thinks of, like, the classic door knocking, whatever, or, or the... Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not that world anymore, you know? It depends on your area, and it definitely depends on the part of the world, you know? But, I mean, I serve in two different hemispheres and continents. <laughs> but, but, like, I don't know. Just, just the trust of, like, I was going to be okay. You know, I had some really rocky beginning to my mission, some really like crazy stuff and like then I got called home and I was like wait what you know and then I got pre-sent out and it was just a lot of mix-up and I knew I never doubted for a minute that did, it was did you, like did, sorry did you know that you were going to be resent out um yes yeah, so they gave us they're like you can either wait a year or a year and a half I don't remember you can I think it was one year wait one year and we'll send you back to your same mission um, with and you can finish out whatever time you had left, or you can just agree to be sent out whenever, and we'll send you out whenever we send you out. And we've been told like expect to be at home probably at least like three months, and that counts as your mission time. Oh, so no. expect to take it like basically roughly three month chunk out of your mission, oh. just like with what people were saying. And they're like, and we'll send you where we send you when we send you. You have no idea, but you get to continue serving right now. Um, but you're released, you know. And so we were like. Ah, what do we do? You know, you don't want to give up the beautiful country and the people that you just have yeah. so much love for, and you're like, it's just like gone all of a sudden. You have 24 hours notice, if that, yeah. you know, and you're like, but then like you don't want this chunk out of your mission anyway. So it was just really crazy. But the like trust and be not afraid, like it's so comforting when like this is the Lord's mission. That I was never really worried. I was sort of like, oh gosh, I was still lean back as far as all these craziness because I'm a really like Jesus take the wheel sort of person. Yeah. Because like when I went on a mission, like it wasn't, I was going to go a, a year later. I wasn't super sure if I wanted to go, but I knew what I'd been prompted to do. So I just went at a time that I wasn't really planning on it and got called and all these things. So I was like, okay, dude, this is your mission. It always was like, you send me where you want, but with all the mix up, like, just like, like the Lord Jehovah is your strength in your song, you know, like, so you can trust, like, it's all good. Like maybe it's crazy pandemic and whatever, but like, like, don't even worry. Like, he's your salvation, yeah. too. It makes me think of that scene in uh, The Chosen where, like, no, but they're, they're, they're protesting Jesus' decision to, you know, recruit Matthew. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, this is, no, no, this is different, though. He goes, get used to different. Oh. And so I, I think of that because I'm like, the number of times, like, especially for me, like, in Canada, it's like, I, I can't even, you know, any of you Canadian people listening to this, you'll, you'll understand is you saw what happened up there. The number of times where it was just like, I, I would get to the point eventually over and over through all the hospital crap and health problems that Lorraine had. It was just eventually, I, I once in a while I get to the point where I'm just like, you know, the thing that, like, Jesus take the wheel thing, I'm just like, okay, I have lost the energy <laughs> to yeah. get depressed. I, I don't have the energy to even be depressed. I'm like, I, I am so tired of this. I, I, have, I don't even have the energy to do that. Because like, you lovely, lovely think about like depressed people like, oh, they're always just lethargic and not doing much because they're just lost interest in everything. And I don't even have the energy to do that. I'm like, I am so sick of feeling depressed. I'm tired of it. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to trust you on this, Heavenly Father, because I just don't know what else to do. I'm a blank slate. I have nothing. I got nowhere. Nothing. I have no idea what the crap I'm supposed to do now. So 
you're just going to take control of this. I'm just going to let you do your thing, okay? Whatever. <laughs> I don't have any energy to worry about this anymore, so go ahead and do what you're going to do, right? And the funny thing was, I love the Jesus Take the Wheel thing because I'm like, in those situations, I'm, it, it worked. <laughs> That's the one time it worked nice. the most was when I was so tired of trying to take control of everything that when I finally let him take control and just accept what was, and like, okay, let me find out, I'll do whatever he asked me to do. And when I finally became 100% willing to, that's when the magic happened. You know, when I stopped trying to take control. And it seems like that was similar for you with, like, the switcheroo on the mission <laughs> scene. So. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to focus for a bit, and I'm also interested to hear anything you have about this, honey. Um, questions you have for SC or whatever else. Wells of Salvation. This is interesting. I see some interesting symbolization. Once again, I can't say the word symbolism, symbolism in that. <laughs> um, I mean, wells are deep, right? They're these really deep things we dig for water. Um, sometimes these spiritual wells, I think, are sometimes deep with blessings and inspiration. We have like, you know, I think of uh, Nephi's asking for. Oh, I just want to see what my father saw. And the Lord's like, let me give you like 10 times more, right? <laughs> yeah. That was a wonderful deep well that way. But then there's the other one. Like you have, it seems like just an empty well. It's like sounds from the heavens or just we're stuck in the bottom of it and we can't get out and there's no one who can hear us. And it's like, it goes either way, right? Um, and it makes me think of, well, two things. One is this quote we have actually have on our piano right here, Elder Worthlin, come up man, love it. And Dr. Covenant seventy eight nineteen, he that receiveth all things, even the hard things, um, like the really big, bad trials, you know, the big ones, with thankfulness. That's that's a tough one for a lot of people. I mean, I, you know, twenty twenty, and I feel like some people are like, wait, twenty twenty two is coming. I'm not depressed. in twenty twenty. How can twenty twenty one's hard too? What are you talking about? It can't be the next like year and a few months already. No. Because um, it's hard to process that kind of thing. Um, so I'm curious about your thoughts on that one, about drawing water out of the wells of salvation along that train of thought. I like that. Yeah, so I like this quote and, that you have sorry, on the piano. Sorry, and, and with joy on top yeah. of that, right? Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I like this quote. You have a lot of quotes on your piano, so I like, <laughs> I'm glad you said which one you meant. That one is nice. I like, I love that verse, like, just like you get to to like we know Christ is the wells of salvation you know we know that like I mean there's a lot of things that could kind of that could be talking about but like we know that he brings us that salvation he is our salvation and I love that joy because like everything in life is not always picturesque and you're gonna have times when things are like the worst like the hardest totally thing you've unfair. ever been through just just like absolutely not acceptable sometimes yeah. you know like oh gosh but but i love that like christ paid it all so we get to have that just like ah oh, like everything is going to be so wonderful you know and when you look at it from an eternal perspective everything already is so wonderful you know sometimes things are awful but like if you think of it eternally, like, you're already the person you're meant to be in that sort of way. And so, like, or someday you will be. So, like, you have access to this, like, just wellspring of joy. This just never-ending source of strength that, like, like, wherever you're at, 
like was intended for you and that can feel really mean sometimes like I've had that where I'm like what sicko planned this you know <laughs> was like, I was like, Wait, you mean tell me that this that this was meant for me what kind of sick twisted psychopath meant this for like it's like okay well that's one way to think of it but eternally speaking you know how did Brigham Young put it every how, do you, how does that go, honey? It's like every experience you have is essential for your salvation. Yeah. Right? I think uh, this is going to be weird maybe, but Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> his, his dad would have never been able to appreciate Dory. Mm. <laughs> as annoying as she was at first. <laughs> like, if he hadn't, like, she in her own crazy forgetful way, she had her own way of, um, you know, helping him find what he find his son and the funny the thing I find interesting about that relating to what you you're saying here is that he, he eventually calls you out he's like you know what Dory I I don't know how to say this but you're just one of those delay fishes you know like insults her but tries to be nice about her right and she's like you don't like me and, you know, she runs away but then because of her forgetfulness that can be a good lesson for us I think is because with the Trump perspective it can be easy easier to forget the negative of what's going on around us enough to just say, you know, say, say to ourselves in a sense, okay, Mr. Grumpy Gills, <laughs> what you gotta do when I get you down? Like my mission president's wife said, just keep swimming. It was funny, I was talking about today, when she mentioned that, um, my, my first day, my mission president's wife's distraction, she's like, she's trying to like lift me up because I was like super depressed and my first day I wasn't doing really well and I wanted to go home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure already, I might as well just go home. And it's funny because she said, "What did do you remember? What Dory said in Finding Nemo." I'm, in my mind, depressed brain. I'm I, you're gonna laugh at this. I'm like, uh, "What? P. Sherman Forty Two? I'll be who I said. What does that have to do with anything?" She's no, 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 no. The other thing. I'm like, <laughs> so funny. I'm like, "Oh, oh, just keep swimming." She goes, "Yes, just keep swimming." And I think a lot of the time, the with joy part, draw out of the wells, the wells of salvation, the with joy thing there, that becomes a lot easier to enjoy whatever's happening. Um, and even find even find humor in it, you know, mm. that can be a healthy thing too. Um, I think because I mean, what a better way to be free from something, from anything bad that happens to you, or if even if something somebody does something bad to you, you know, what a better way to be free from that than to partner with Christ, such that it just has no control over you mentally. You know, someone could be like you know push you over, you know kick the tar out of you something really horrible like you know actually being beaten up or something like that and to have that actually have that because of how partnered you could be with Christ to have that have absolutely no effect on you mentally emotionally whatsoever to actually have you feel sorry even maybe for the like like in the serotonin approach almost right mm. where they're, they're, they're captured and they're like you know you start to feel pity for your captors after a while because they don't know what they're doing and it's like when Christ is your partner when you know, and we're Jacob five there, there's seventy two. When he is laboring with us, when we let him work with us, the hard things, you know, it's easier to receive them with joy because oh, like Paul said, you know, in the New Testament, I rejoice in the chance to suffer if it means that Christ can sanctify me through it. Mm, count it all joy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. something that my sister likes to point out a lot is whether or not it's. Uh, your perspective on whether or not it's happening to you or for you mm -hmm. and if it you do to look at it as it's happening for you and it's happening for your best good 
what good can come from it. It's looking for the silver lining, right? Yeah, I so that what's happening could be for your best good in the long run, like internal perspective. Right now, it may feel like it sucks, but mm-hmm. what can you learn from it so that you can move forward and get closer to Christ? Because ultimately, that's what this life is for is for us to get close to Christ and then ultimately be all shiny and refined like gold for the Lord. It makes me think of when you um, this is maybe kind of cheesy but <laughs> I think of the song The Love Boat where he goes love uh, exciting and new right? I'm thinking shiny and new you could say that too shiny and new right? and, and every, that can be renewed like you can feel that shiny and new feeling every time you partner with something, you partner with Christ through something. You know, if you draw out of the wells of salvation with Him, it will always be with joy. Have you had any experiences where something has ended up being for your best good? Oh yeah. <laughs> so have I? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I one main experience. I have thought of it. Oh goodness. So, so in. I had gone through some, like, crazy stuff with, like, all the changing of the mission and whatever. Um, But missions just sort of... My mission president explained it to me later. Like, a lot of missionaries ended up talking to this mission counselor in our mission. Because the way he described it was, like... Like a psychiatrist? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of missionaries, they're encouraged to use that resource if they're struggling. Um, And a lot of missions. And it's not really a big thing. Usually it's just like a couple weeks or whatever, but just like to kind of help you process or whatever. I did the same thing on my mission too, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, my mission president described it sort of as just like when you're kind of bathed in the spirit, like seeped in the spirit, like you're just striving to be with the spirit all the time. Like anything that's not quite right in your life, it'll kind of bring to your attention and like want you to fix, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I definitely had, I like had had some friends die in my life. I'd had some things go down that, like, I felt like I was sad about or I felt like, but I didn't realize, like, how much it was affecting me or how much. And I just felt like I was getting dragged through the mud, like, certain transfers. Like, I was just not, I was like, I'm okay. Like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm able to keep up. I'm, but, like, I am miserable, you know? Like, what is happening? Like, why is this happening to me, you know? So, like, you, like, you, you maybe you're just very good at hiding I, it. I wasn't trying to hide it. I was, but yeah, no, not <laughs> definitely. Like, not that you're trying to, but that you, you may have just have been very good at doing so. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I just felt like, like, I was following, like, not just following all the rules, but, like, following the schedule that I knew would keep me, like, healthy and successful, you know, doing the things I needed to do to, yeah. like that I should be okay. And I was not okay. And I was so upset. I was like, Lord, why do I feel like, like just, like there was one transfer. I feel so bad for my companion. She was a treasure. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I, like I was okay, you know, beginning of the transfer. And then I just end up like bawling my eyes out, you know? And I was like, I never grew up with like depression this doesn't feel like depression it wasn't depression I needed to go through a little bit of grief counseling (laughs) and like this fear was making me do it I was like what is this you know and I was trying so hard to draw joy out of the well and salvation you know but I was not feeling it like and it just didn't seem fair because I was doing I I can't do this with joy right now I just can't I was like I'm doing all the right things I've all like friends like you know the mission I feel okay I'm safe I have the things I need like why am I just so sad but 
like the Lord like needed me to go through it and I went you know to some counseling and I got just like to understand myself and what it was and like let some things from the past go and like I've never been more happy you know like I feel so much better like knowing how to like release things from the past and I wasn't trying to bottle it up but it just like I just felt dragged through the mud emotionally I was like what is going on you know but man like I feel like I can draw so much deeper out of the wells of joy and the wells of salvation I I feel so much more joy now because I'm more aware of like oh you know like when things happen to you like it's okay to like have to deal with them and to be safe and to have resources and and I knew that before. I just didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh Versus man, feels. Mm. <laughs> yeah, feels. Yeah. I mean, all the feels, as Adele puts it. Yeah, I was like, like you, you were another perfect example of that too, because, you know, when Lorraine passed, you know, it was like, you know, like my bishop in Canada. Wait a minute, she's come back from death's door several times. Now you never expected this to happen. I'm like, no, we just thought she's going to come back again, like she always does. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Uh, how do I receive this with joy? I feel like I failed. I promised her I'd keep her alive at all costs, and I didn't do that. Uh, Father, what do I do? And then he's like, just, just. I feel like he's saying, like, okay, just, just wait, wait. I have something for you. And then later I found out, or someone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I never could have predicted that Lorraine was gonna help put Colette and I together. It's like, it's like, oh, yep, he sanctified that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, she couldn't have done that unless she was on the other side. Nope, couldn't have done it. And uh, so it's like, you know, it, sometimes, I, just for our listeners, I, and I feel like a lot of your experience is tied into this too, is I think a lot of the times it just, it's hard. It is really hard that sometimes it just takes a lot of time, you know, for things to resolve, for the bigger picture to come out. Sometimes it takes a, a, a quite a long time to, to, to see how that's going to pan out. And it's hard to wait. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really hard to do that. Good heavens, I waited 10 years to figure out, you know, that things were going to get better. 10 years of struggling, through, well, a total of 20 of addiction, but 10 years of um, at least that, as well as a very complicated situation in Canada with everything that was going on up there. For those who listen to season one, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm interested to know your thoughts on, or, or if you have any, like, I guess, insights from your own experience about, I guess, what can help, I guess, what would you say to listeners that would help them to, you know, keep the Lord as their strength and their song, to keep relying on Him and be patient through that you know, as they wait for sometimes really hard things to see what the purpose in it is, what advice would you have for them to, you know, feel like they're still free through that? like that one. <laughs> it's your thing, I guess, right? It's like, yeah. I think what helped me, like, helped me learn to and, like, continue to keep the Lord, like, in my sights and have hope in the Lord was, like, to not feel like, not just that the Lord was doing these things to me, but also, like, I was praying or I was, but I was still struggling and, like, I almost felt like I was trying to forgive him for like putting me through this frustrating stuff, you know. So, it helped me. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, the Lord's like, you don't need to forgive me for anything because I didn't do anything wrong. I know, <laughs> right? You're just like, I that. know, but I'm trying to be okay with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think what helped me was kind of rethinking like my 
image of Jesus Christ. Of like when I when I would think of I realized a lot through the mission just through life, like like my image of him was wrong. Not just like how I like pictured him, but like like he was so much more loving. So when I was struggling with it, I would just throw out whatever I knew of Jesus Christ and picture like a close friend or someone I trusted or when I was at a bad enough point that I was so like, you know, frustrated at everyone or whatever, like no one loves me, you know, like that I couldn't think of anybody. Just, just picture whatever I wanted, you know, like the ideal of like, who do I need right now? I need someone, you know, who would just wrap me up in a hug. You know, I need someone who is just so gentle and so forgiving and sometimes I didn't feel like that's what Jesus Christ was, you know? I'm like, how in the world does this world pan out if he's like that? But, like, to just picture it and just hope to believe that that's what the Savior is. And 32, that, right? Sometimes that's all you need. Oh, yeah. The and desire like, to believe, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, I would just be like, fine, I'm going to picture my own Savior, you know? Like, this image that I have is too harsh right now. Like, I can't take it. I'm not <laughs> feeling hope through this. Like... This is what I need to be like, okay, I know that these attributes the Savior has. And once I would do that, like, I feel like he's worked hard to prove those things to me, you know, in a special way. And I I almost think it's like what you're, it almost feels like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like what you're going to there, it feels like once you get that part down, it's like picture something good that you want that you know he is. Yeah. Not the hard things that seem right now. And then, okay. I'm going to picture just that part of the Savior. And I'm going to ask for that that Jesus to come to me, right? Yeah. The more merciful verses. Exactly. And then when he gets there, you invite him in that way. I almost feel like it can lead to, okay, now, okay, I have had this therapeutic just for me, Jesus. (laughs) So now, Heavenly Father, thank you for doing that. Okay, I think I can handle the rest of you now. Yeah. It's like, if you have to take baby steps, I like how you mentioned that kind of introduction part. They're like, just ask for the Jesus you need right now. And he's happy. I even think he's happy to be invited to our lives no matter what the invitation looks like. I think he's happy to be invited no matter what. Oh, you want this part of me? Well, okay, I can give you this much of that right now. And then he can ask, now. I have more joy for you. Some of it's going to be a bit tricky to get. But are you ready for it now? <laughs> and I think I think I can't help but think a lot of us, you know, would be like would would say, oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. Uh, now let's try it now, you know, because it, that's that's the way it's been for me a lot, you know, for like for Colette, yeah. and, I, and it sounds like it's been that way for you too. So I'm just like the whole what you said earlier, honey, about the whole meeting us where we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so. that's the version of Christ that I've now come to know and love because. And then when things that are, like, conflict with it, I'm like, mm, that's not the Jesus I know. Let's check in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if sure. there, yeah, and if there is something where, like, where we're mistaken, it's like, I don't think Jesus would do that. Sometimes if we invite him, you know, if we ask for, okay, can I just have this right now? I know you're this, so can you... I, I think that's, that's also a good point from which we can be like, I don't like that you said this. The Father through your prophets. I don't like this at all. I don't don't agree with that. I think it's dumb. But let's start with what I think I do know, and then what I feel, what I know you will tell me is right. Um, and then maybe you can kind of help me to figure out like you know, what. Okay, how, how do I accept this hard thing? This this is a hard thing. I don't like what you sit here. So you can you please help me use what you've given me that I understand. 
and then like kind of lead me through this maze, if you will, from there. And you know, I, I can't picture a savior that wouldn't say yes to that. Yeah. So, okay. So back to the whole freedom for gratitude, big trials thing. I, I, I reworded this uh, part of the scripture where it says, "For the Lord of the vineyard labors also with us." How do we find freedom in having gratitude for those big trials? I think I love like releasing the map of my life <laughs> to the Lord a little bit. Like He loves it when we make golden plans, which I I Sorry, love. Make doing. what? Golden plans. Oh, I think it's Sorry. a golden plans. I'm like that works golden too. Plans. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Goals and he plans. Yeah, yeah. Like he and he supports it, and he works with us to like be inspired to make them and help us achieve them. You know, when you're <laughs> and he helps make the adjustments too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like releasing. He's moving all the pawns everywhere, right? So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Releasing like the need for it all to work out the way that we like thought or the way that we thought we needed you know or like that makes us free to feel joy in the life that he's already in control of you know what I mean makes me think of a picture with the when he's standing before this little little girl he's got the little teddy bear and he's got the huge one behind his back and she goes but Jesus I love it he goes just trust me (laughs) I haven't seen that oh it's adorable like she literally has a small teddy bear Mm mm-hmm it's and like the size of half of her big body. One. <laughs> it's and like if he would, she yeah. want, he wants her to trade her, or tra- trade her the little bear for the big bear behind. He's got to trust him. But you got to trust that he's got better. That, yeah, whatever, whatever you're asking him to, tr- you know, to trust. He's asking you to trust you through him through. Right? It's like I have something bigger and bigger than you for the other side. Through the other side of this, I promise. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've seen him do that even with plans that I made for my life what I thought I was going to do is like, yes, I got the degree. Well, I didn't know I was going to get the degree before before I left on my mission and not even within the year after. But when I graduated from Snow College, I'm like, now what? Do I want to do music for the rest of my life? Do I want to teach? And I realized I had to do a lot of self-checking. Like, why am I doing this? Why is this my goal? And working with the Lord, realizing I was doing it because that's what my grandpa did. And I look up to my grandpa and he's an awesome, he is an awesome guy. Um, he recently passed, so it's like, like, is, was, he's still living, but on the other side of the veil. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to be like him because he um, exemplified Christ. And I, I wanted to be with it like him in any way, including music. And so, um, going forward, I discovered I wanted to do Family Consumer and Human Development from Utah State because they had it. It allow it would allow me to be with kids, realizing that was my passion. I, I wanted to help kids there and moms and 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 be there in that way. And <laughs> and of course, at the end. I thought, oh, I need to get a master's degree so I can teach uh, deaf education. And my way was hedged up real bad, like so hedged up. And I had to, I had a, a, a hinge point of, now what? Do I stay and fight and go down this path that is now apparent, not the right path? I'm supposed to do stuff 
with my degree, but not in the way I thought I had to. Like, I thought that was my only option. And how God has taken that opportunity to, of basically falling off the, of a horse, I guess, as you can put it, that, and just because, or in the trajectory, like, I had to switch trains because it, it just wasn't the right way. And how God has, and, and Heavenly, well, so Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, have, they've, they've been there to, like, little by little change tracks along the way so that I can get to where I need to be. And I... He always knows better. Yeah, always, no matter what. And it's just really interesting that, um, like, drawing on the, the wells of salvation, like, he is our salvation. Like, no matter how lost we may feel, he's there to save us. I think a lot of the time, too, um, when the well seems empty, he's like, I think a lot of times where he just basically saying, I know you're not, you don't seem to be getting out of much of this right now. That's because you have what you need for now. Mm. I'll refill it when you need it. I just, I, I will, I promise. Yeah, just half full, half empty cup. Is that, it's is that, all the way full. So, it's just somebody's shirt, I said the other day, it's like, water it had, a, had a half cup full, half full of water. And it's like, I mean, technically, no matter how full the cup is of water, it's still completely full. It's just full of two different things. That's so interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not wrong. <laughs> You know, it's like the Savior is going to fill it up with what he pleases. And if we have too much of our own agenda, and then like you were saying, you know, I think it gets to the point where he's just like, I can't, I can't fit in here anymore what I, what you really want. Because you've got a bunch of your own little ideas in here that actually don't fit what you want. And you don't really even realize it, you know. You know so, I don't know. It feels like you've had a lot of experiences like that too, Essie. Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, uh, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for sending these. For, I, I love the scriptures you picked for today because there's just... I, I love a lot of the time when like I have the time to just nitpick small phrases in the scriptures apart and just like dissect like one little phrase and then like go all over the standard works, Bible Book of Mormon, Paul Gray, Press Doctrine and Covenants, and just go everywhere and relate it to everything. Um, <clears throat> because... When, when your perspective is freed from, you know, the natural man, like, that does wonders, you know? Um, the whole, going back to the whole Jesus take the wheel thing, right? I'd also say Jesus take the bucket and the wealth, right? Oh. You take the bucket. You put it down. You go as far down as you think I need to. And then, you know, maybe like Emma the Younger can be like, a, oh, I've seen that side. Now I can see the other side equally. This is... Everything is clear. Everything's clear to me now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, or just knowing that the Lord is going to step in when you need Him to, and fill the gaps that need to be filled. And we're really not alone in the experiences that we go through, and they yeah. even if they are dang tough. They are always for our best good. That they make us stronger, more refined. Only if we let them. What's that scripture about purifier of silver? Yeah. Where you know, like, did you are you familiar with that one in Isaiah where he talks about? I think it's Isaiah where he talks about the Lord being a purifier of silver. I don't think I know. So the the analogy goes, 
Um, I actually heard a, a similar thing to this uh, the senior missionary on my mission. She said that they went to, and I'm sure, that I think she may have gotten the story from somewhere else as well, but they, basically the story is that the person goes to a swordsmith. Um, they make, like, steel swords. You know, they ask the, the person, they're like, hey, how do you know when this, when this is done? Like, when it's really finished. I was like, oh, that's easy. That's when I see myself in it. Dang. Right? And uh, I think the Lord does that with us, you know. He's a purifier of silver. See him in our countenance. Yeah, but he can, the more he of himself he can see in us. It, I mean, sometimes he picks off pretty big chunks, and that hurts. But he's like, but the there's moment. so much gold underneath. Let me show it to you. I know you better than you know yourself. Let me show you who you really are. What How you awesome you actually are. Yeah, what you can become. Yeah, good one, Club. And, uh, so I mean, It's all yeah. preparation so that we can <clears throat> literally become like him, like a, a god or goddess. We, and, and, and Alma 9.26, you back to that. We can become full of grace, equity, truth, patience, mercy, long-suffering, quick to hear the cries of... Right? And it's like... This, I love the way John Pontius puts it. We should not just be looking at the scriptures, paraphrasing this slightly, I think, but we shouldn't just be looking at them as an you know, inspired history book of the lives of the ancients, but rather more like a divine mail-order catalog. Oh, <laughs> Nephi had that vision. I can have it too. Oh, Alamo got transformed this way. I can too. Just have to do what they did to get it. You know, there's no respect to a person. So give you what they had. You just, you know, you do what they do. Like President Nelson said, you want the blessing, you follow the law associated, and you'll get it. It's not more complicated than that. You want to be worthy of a temple recommend? You know, follow prophetic counsel. It's not that complicated. You know, yeah. It can be, but it's like, you know, I, first thing, I, I just keep going back to the whole, Heavenly Father knows what we need. He knows what we need to hear. And, you know, and most especially, he knows what we need to hear from prophets. Um, and the Holy Ghost is not going to contradict that, you know. So that's always been a safety lifeline for me. You know? So, anyways, any final thoughts you have about any of these scriptures? Anything that we've discussed? Oh, I just, I just love these scriptures. They all just—they're yeah. delicious. Ah, they're they're delicious to my soul, definitely. <laughs> I just Isn't love it, like, like sorry, like Lehi, most sweet above all that I ever before tasted. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh man, I I good <laughs> scriptural masteries, but I I just love that like I don't know, just all of them kind of highlight like my favorite part is like usually the end of the scripture where it talks about like what Jesus Christ is for us or does for us or like in Alma 9:26, like he's quick to hear the cries of his people after he goes through this whole long thing of describing him he's like he's quick to hear the cries of his people and to answer their prayers and then like in Jacob 5:72, he he like the people you know they work really hard and serve him and he like is just right there with them you know and then in 2 Nephi 22 um like all of that chapter is just like, like Isaiah idea, like vibe <laughs> of like praising the Lord and sh- crying out and shouting because like the Lord is with you in Zion, you know. Just that's, that one, that's one of my favorite parts of Abinadi's speech too. A side note, it's like he goes over a lot of Isaiah stuff, and he, you know, my favorite part of him is he preaches the fire and damnation part of the gospel, but he ends with the butterflies and rainbows part, <laughs> yeah. and you know he ends with the whole. You know, he has become my salvation. And that's where he leaves it off. And so it always surprises me when King Noah's like, oh, I'm so mad at you. It's like, wait, did you just hear what he said last? 
Not the beginning, the last. He ended off saying, here's how the Lord can make you happy. And you're going to be mad at that? What's, okay, I'm like, okay, whatever, man. I don't know what your problem is. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's on yes. you. <laughs> yeah. So, to end off the episode. Does she have anything else? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I, yeah, just, okay. I just love the Lord's with us. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so, to end off, um, like we mentioned in the introduction, um, we have a challenge every time for guests uh, that has to do with what's being discussed. So, um, and actually, Colette, you're a good example of this because uh, it was funny recently. She's like she's been asking for a calling for weeks now in our ward. Oh wow! And uh, I like, love uh, yeah. to serve. Yeah, exactly. So put me were, to work. Yeah, they're asking, "Are you ready for it?" She goes, "What do you mean? What do you, am I ready now? I've been ready ever since I've been here, <laughs> right?" Because like I, they almost felt like they were being like they were trying to like take it easy on her because her grandpa had passed. She had miscarriages. Miscarriages yeah. and just, it's been, been really hard, you know, and so. I think it's, I almost feel like they were just trying to take it easy. She goes, no, no. I, I almost feel like he wanted to like take him by the, the lapels and be like, get in their face, listen to me. I want to serve. <laughs> I need these blessings. That is how I cope with crap. Let me do it. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's better to get outside of yourself yeah. in those times. So, along the getting outside of yourself thing, I'm so glad you just worded it like that. <laughs> um, and this has helped me a lot, too. So, and I'm sure, as I mean, on your mission, it happens all the time because you're always serving people, right? I see. Um, the challenge for this episode is to go out and find a way to bring the joy of the gospel to someone else. It doesn't have to be like, you know, the whole missionary work thing if you don't want to, unless it's your cup of tea, great, fine, whatever. But the challenge is to um, help someone else jo- draw out of the waters, the wells of salvation with joy. No matter what their well looks like, or what, or what yours looks like, you know, you you may uh, end up filling your well in the process. That's true. Well, and as President Monson said, oh, you sorry. cannot, like the person who gives light to others, cannot keep it from themselves. It's not possible. He didn't say the last two parts there, but I'm sure he would have. So, <laughs> you know, go bring the uh, the joy of the gospel to someone else and help them with joy draw out of their own wells of salvation. Share the love of Christ. Yep. So thanks for listening to the episode, and uh, have a good one, guys. So clearly you can see what I meant when I say Essie is very happy and enthusiastic and wonderful because she just has so much goodness to share with everybody. And a powerhouse of great, strong testimony and love of the Lord and knowledge of his gospel. Yeah. I like this the scriptures that she picked. The... The, the, I think the one of the reasons I, I picked like the whole phrase wells of salvation for this one um, was just it, because of the Essie's experiences that you heard in this one where she talked about how deep she had to dig you know um, like you know sometimes you have to use resources you normally wouldn't want to do like some people don't like going to the counselor she mentioned on her mission um, or doing things, wait a minute, I, th- I thought this was supposed to be different, and then being able to adapt to the Lord's plan when it doesn't go as we think it's going to go, having talked about, you know, like her mission on two different continents during a pandemic. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to dig deep uh, to overcome those, and I'm just glad we were able to have her share some of her experiences and how she was able to do that. Definitely. So grateful for her testimony and for her willingness to come share that with us and with you and 
We hope that you found um, some inspiration, and we once again encourage you to continue to find joy in the gospel and then sharing it with others. And don't be afraid to open your mouth and let the Holy Ghost testify through you of that truth. Because you don't know who, like Essie, who you are going to influence for good or, uh, you know, helping someone overcome something. Uh, saying just the right thing at the right time. There's uh, you know, a few examples of that in her story that you heard as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get the season started here with this episode. And uh, we'll be posting as often as we can. Might not be as often as we would like, so sorry for that it took us so long to get this thing started. We've been saying for a long time, we're going to get them out, I know, we'll get them out. And, um, also look forward to conference messages coming up. Uh, I'm sure you'll find a lot of the stuff that is mentioned by Essie and others coming up, echoed there, and the other way around too, uh, after conference comes up, so pay attention to that. It's exciting coming up in a little bit here. So... Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please leave them below. Any questions, feel free to email us at thepulsifier at gmail.com. And as usual, remember to stand steadfast in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul. And Colette. Have a good one.